Warriors. What a moment, what a season, and what a weird final. The challenge total madness has come to an end. TJ the Masochist got his wish and nearly killed all nine finalists with the coldest final in challenge history. Guys, I have so many feelings. We'll talk through most of them tonight, but we're actually going to save some for next week because, surprise, we're going to come to you with the We Have the Numbers Season Finale Award Show. You won't want to miss that. It will be a lot of fun. Trevor will go on his rants. Pat will most likely be drunk. Justin and Cindy will be wonderful. Cindy will keep Justin very much grounded. And it will be the final time you get to hear me go through my long-winded rants for uh, until the next season starts. So thank you for rocking with us so far. We are really excited to get into tonight's final. So let's jump right into it with the pregame. Chumbawamba kicked us off. That was epic, right? Yeah. It was like oh, yeah. back in my childhood. It was, it was amazing. We got knocked down, but we got up again. And we heard from all – I had to. That's was, that was really embarrassing. We heard, from, we heard from everybody left in the house, basically. So we heard that Bananas wanted to solidify himself as the greatest challenger of all time because, for some reason, he doesn't already have that title in his 20th season, according to him. Corey got to read this really heartfelt note that Nelson left him on his way out the door when he sacrificed himself to Rogan. And we got one lively, joyful night out with eagle-eyed Cherry saving tonight in the background. And Bananas got to serenade us with one of his famous toasts. Pat, it's the night before the final. What is the appropriate balance between business and pleasure at this critical moment in time with a million dollars on the line? Look, clearly, I mean, you made a joke about it. I enjoy pleasure while going out. I've had a couple drinks in my day. The answer is zero pleasure. Like, TJ has just been talking the entire time about how shitty this is going to be, and you want any sort of a hangover before you're about to go run God knows how long. The answer is absolutely not. I think it might have been a night before, or they had to be given a heads up because they're chugging drinks out of shoes. Things were things looked – Bananas was actually drinking. We, like, haven't seen him do it all season, so – I don't know, but if it's me, and look, I like to party, but I'm I'm sticking to the water. It kind of looked like they never went to bed. So, like, Melissa yeah. was just chilling on the bunk beds. I don't think they went to bed at all. She was eating chips, which returned the chips was great, but, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, no, Ro- Rogan actually took credit for the shoe thing. He said that's what, that's what he does when they go out. That's what he does is <laughs> drink out of shoes, and he <laughs> loves it, apparently. The shoey. The shoey. And Pat, you and Justin and Cindy all spent the week before the final watching old seasons. And I know that in old seasons, you see what happens the morning of a final. It's not a nice 10 a.m. wake up call. You don't roll out and get to warm up and get loose. Like they should know what is coming. You guys saw all of that shit. Do they not watch tape? I mean, Bananas has literally lived it. I, I cannot – that's why I think it either had to be the night before or they were given a heads up. But to Cindy's point, it didn't look like they went to sleep. It looked like that went off at God knows what time. So wild strategy. But I guess if everybody's drinking and you think your tolerance is decent, push them to the limit. Yeah, and uh, the challenge has been, again, a formative part of Bananas' life. So you would think he would know better and – I like your editing theory, and we'll talk a lot about the editing of this final as we go along. 
you guys know that I have some very hot takes about it. And uh, it took a, a lot for honestly, for me to get up for this podcast tonight. I'm still kind of battling through my emotions, but we're not there yet. Where we are is we're back from the bar and we're at the house. And I assume it's pretty late. And we see Fessy next to Casey on the couch. And he's clearly drunk. He's got this like sad emo boy look on his face. I just, I just know this face. And there's a reason I know this face. It's because I have seen this face many times on Trevor. So Trevor, you and Fessy are really cut from the same cloth. So let's say COVID is gone. You're visiting Fessy. You guys are tearing up the Florida bars together. It's 4 a.m. Everybody else is asleep. What are you guys talking about and who is crying harder? Yeah, yeah. So the, the second this hit the group chat, um, I knew exactly what our convo was about. And, you know, as much as I try to convince myself, you know, I'd be hanging with Wes or Bananas, maybe Joss on a different season. There's not a chance in hell. I'm 100% in with Fessy, Corey, and Nelson. Like, we're all certified emotion boys. And I literally could hear the conversation me and Fessy would be having at four in the morning. We're getting tearful. We're hugging. And it's, we came to the challenge together. You know, I came here for a million dollars, but I'm leaving with so much more, man. No matter what happens in this final, man. Like, it's just like the fact that you and me have got, that means so much more to me than a million dollars. A hundred percent. And we're saying it like 50 to 60 times to each other over and over and over. Like, it's sentimental through the roof. And me and Fess, I mean, it would have been exponential. At least Casey was a stable backboard for him. Me, it just would have just snowballed down the hill, you know. You would have, you would have gotten to the point where if it was the four of you in, in that room together, you guys would have just come to this really drunken agreement to split it four ways. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. 250 <laughs> each in lifelong friendship. <laughs> There's literally no doubt. TJ would have been shaking his head somewhere in some green room. Uh, anyway, so that's the night before the final, and they go to sleep, and the alarm goes off at 6.47 a.m. So we know that Pat would immediately be eliminated because he wouldn't be able to get out of bed and get on the bus in time to actually compete in the final. I would have been drinking water. I'd be fine. <laughs> I've seen you wake up early. I'd be eliminated later when we started running, but sorry, go ahead. That's, that's, that's a good point. So they, they go out, they're all bundled up, and they meet TJ something he calls the end of the world. And it's really not the end of the world. It's a very gorgeous mountain. And he informs them that they're at 9,400 feet. So that is a very high elevation. The air is thin. The air is crisp. It's cold outside. And I'm not entirely sure if all of them have a ton of experience in the snow, except for Corey, apparently, who grew up in the snow. Today, we all learned that. Anyway, it's really exciting because he tells us that this is winner take all. And the first woman and the first man to finish each earn $500,000. There's nine people there and only two people are going home with money and it's a lot of money. And then he tells us something and obviously this has significance. He says that winning is especially important and to remember that. So Cindy, I feel like we're bundled up with them in this moment. Like we're ready to run the final. We can't wait to see what's there. What are your early impressions? Is this a final that you would want to participate in? So it starts with that gorgeous pan over the mountain and the graphic pops up that it's over 9,500 feet in the air and negative 20 degrees. And I was immediately, immediately like, nope, out, pass. Like I've grown up in the Midwest my whole entire life. I've experienced negative 20 degrees for maybe 20 minutes. It is miserable. So to have to do grueling exercise for hours on end outside in that just sounds like the worst thing ever. 
And honestly, I'll say at this point, I'll give it to TJ. When I saw all of that, I was like, yep, you're right. This is the most brutal challenge finale to date. Yeah, it, the conditions were, were absolutely brutal. And I immediately started thinking about Fessy because he's a Florida boy. I'm a Florida boy. That mountain is no Florida boy. That's a, that's a proper Alps mountain. Like that, That's nothing that we've ever seen in our lives. So yeah, I, immediately you have to wonder which, which contestants are, are cut out for this and which aren't. And we found that out pretty quickly. And, and I'll say, like, it's not a south-north thing. All Midwest people, at some point during the winter, there's going to be a two- to three-week period where you don't understand why you live where you live. There's going to be two to three weeks where it is so cold that when you go outside, it hurts your face, and you just are mad at yourself for living in these conditions. It happens to everybody that lives here. Nobody's happy all the time. See, and for for me, I I like – I grin through the February negative 20 degrees. I'm like, I'm a tough Midwestern, but it snows late April every year. And I go to clean my car off and I almost break down. Like, I, <laughs> what, what am I doing? There's four inches of snow. It's freezing. I had to go to work. Made a huge mistake. And then I moved to Chicago again because I hate myself. <laughs> it, it really is november through april in the midwest i think justin was way too too generous with the total number of months that uh, people hate themselves in the winter in the midwest it's really terrible and i don't know how or why anybody lives there and yeah i miss you guys but i certainly don't miss michigan anyway <laughs> let's it's start now the like 95 challenge. and humid if that makes you feel better that sounds equally terrible. So we're back in the cold. We're on the damn mountain. And TJ tells us what the first stage of this is. And I'm going to try not to bore everybody with this too much because you all just watched the final. And we have other things to talk about. But basically, they strap on skis. They got to get some wood, light a fire, and then go to the top of the mountain. What we see is that people go out at different speeds. Corey takes his skis off. Fessy books it. Melissa doesn't really do anything. And then Fessy ends up lighting his fire first. Corey's close behind. Jenny lights her fire first with Casey sort of close behind. So not a ton of surprises so far, but uh, Justin, I'm, I'm curious to hear what the tape is telling you at this point and how much uh, the combo of the skis and the cold and the snow and the elevation play into your analysis of who's really leading right now and uh, who has the best shot of, of taking down the championship. So the cold, the snow obviously makes everything a little, little bit harder. It levels the playing field a lot. So the, the, the better athletes and the better like distance athletes don't have as much of a advantage. So I'm thinking of Fessy and Casey there don't have a huge advantage. And then the snow, everybody assumes that because they're given skis that they need to use skis and figure out what they're doing. But nobody, nobody knows how to ski. Literally zero people know how to ski. And Corey's the first person who's just like, I don't know how to ski. I can walk in snow. I've done it. I grew up in Michigan. I can figure this out and just carries the skis. And eventually everybody else kind of follows that along because they just kept falling. Everybody was falling and bananas alluded to it. It's just so hard when you keep falling to get up. It's just exhausting. So it, it's honestly like, it's a weird, it's a really weird competition because what they give you, you just shouldn't follow along. You just should not go along with what they tell you because you don't know how to do it. It's not like running. It's not like swimming where you can kind of figure it out. You've had experience. Nobody knows how to ski. I don't know how to ski. Cindy does, but like 
none of us do. Trevor, how was my cross country skiing? <laughs> Your cross country skiing was amazing, especially for for someone in from Florida who's you know grew up on fan boats going across the Everglades <laughs> to school. Um, you picked up cross country skiing like you grew up straight out of a Willa Cather novel, forging the ferry to your one room schoolhouse in 1909. It's beautiful. Man, I'm glad I asked you. Holy shit, that was amazing. <laughs> uh, we, we didn't we we didn't we didn't script that. I just want I just want the record to show that we didn't we didn't script that answer. It was really that good. All all I could think of when they started cross country skiing was there's a video of Zach cross country skiing with Trevor, and he, he's like leaned over trying to get aerodynamic and he thinks he told, told us later he thinks he's going like 20 miles an hour just <laughs> absolutely flying and then i see the video he's going walking speed probably slower <laughs> like he, he is crawling across this field and i imagine Corey just walking by him on the side and that's why everyone eventually took their skis off to be, to be fair he wasn't he wasn't not not under the influence <laughs> Correct. I was okay. I was going very fast in my mind. I definitely would have been lapped by somebody in six foot snow walking slowly. But damn, uh, yeah, someone needed to delete that before Pat saw it. Um, <laughs> anyway, so again, we lit our fires, and the next step is to hop, uh, hike up the mountain and get to the first checkpoint. And the first one there wins the stage. So Fessy's beginning to gas out and Corey passes him. So it turns out that Jenny is a robot and nobody passes her. So Corey and Jenny are the first up. And that's when we get our first real interesting moment of the episode and possibly the most epic final twist of all time. And I'm, using, I'm putting an asterisk next to that because it could have been the most epic final twist of all time. TJ tells Corey and Jenny that because they were first and because they were winners, remember what he said at the beginning, that they get to make up the final tribunal of the season. They get to nominate one man and one woman to go into a final elimination in the middle of TJ's final. Pat, how epic is this? It's an elimination on a mountain. And I also want to know from you very separately, given your uh, paralyzing fear of heights, how happy are you just to get to talk about this instead of actually climbing up a mountain? Yeah, so to start with that twist, I mean, that's incredible. The producers and the editing team, well, a little shaky this episode, but generally this season did themselves uh, did themselves right. The, the twist with the Red Skull was unbelievable, and then putting an elimination in the final was just genius, and you got to give them kudos for that. Again, we'll, we'll get to what you're referring to there in a second, but that's just great TV. You got to give him a tip of the cap there. Uh, for the heights thing, yeah, not for me. Uh, probably, honestly, the thing is, I am I like snow. I like to, and I was just hiking a couple weeks ago. Generally, in my head, I was like, definitely going to do great on this. And then when they went over the three-wire thing over that chasm, completely out, probably wouldn't have made it. So, yeah, uh, happy to be commenting and, and not uh, on the mountain for sure. For Bananas to make the comment that he was happy they were doing it as a group instead of individually, like, it had to have been that terrifying that even this guy, who's usually, like, a rock, is like, holy shit, this is scary. And I don't want to uh, rag on Pat too much, because he's actually conquered his fear pretty well several times in my presence. But I agree that roping up over the icy chasm probably wouldn't be for you. 
So a few other things just to note very briefly uh, as we go along. Bailey claims she tore something that she later pulled. So she's hobbling around. Melissa's very far back. Rogan is struggling. And Kyle at this moment is very far back as well. So that's kind of what's happening with, with the rest of the crew in, in, in this moment. But after that twist, we're like, hell yeah, something really big is going to happen. And then nothing really happens. So among the remaining contestants not in the tribunal, they have to nominate one man and one woman to go into the elimination. And Melissa and Rogan self-nominate because they assume that they're going to go in. In Melissa's case, she wants to prove something to herself that she can keep making it through because she's struggled so far. Whatever. Corey and Jenny decide to throw in Bananas and Casey, respectively, which makes sense because they want their best competition in there to potentially knock them out or to tire them out to make their shot at $500,000 easier. But then right before, Melissa quits, which is super depressing, but she's pregnant. And as Cindy just pointed out in a previous take before I egregiously messed up, her newborn certainly appreciates this, that she, she, she ended it early because I'm not so sure what two days elevation cold does to uh, a baby that's currently in utero. So Melissa, wonderful job. And then we get Bananas and Rogan in an elimination, which should be cool. And then TJ announces it's called Knocked Out. And we're like, yeah, this is going to be sick. And all it was was running to the middle and ringing a bell two out of three times. That's it. And they both missed the bell a few times and Bananas ended up winning in two rounds. Trevor, what the hell, dude? Where, where is the drama? What happened? Yeah, so the only way this this challenge could have ended up being interesting is if they started them maybe neck and neck, like right next to each other, and it turned into a physical education or a wrestling match to get to the bell. Obviously, that wasn't what happened. Um, I think in the long run, producers were thinking we can't have any three-hour epic face-offs that are going to exhaust the players and you know, not allow them to perform you know, at a equal degree of ability the following day, but total bummer. Um, I think the first bell ringing could have turned into sort of a wrestling match, but it didn't. So it, it, the strategy was just to go for the bell. Um, yeah, total bummer, but I sort of get why they did it. Justin, you have a hot snow take here that snow is really at play for, the disappointing final, the disappointing elimination, my internal disappointment right now. Can you, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Like, why is this the snow's fault? Absolutely. So TJ was right that this was the most brutal final ever, ever because snow sucks. It's awful. But it's, it's really hard to do anything with, but it's not fun to watch somebody do anything in. So these people are trying to run, and just running on its own is super hard when it's cold, and snowy and jumping is almost impossible but it's not like fun to watch somebody not reach six feet to hit a bell so the snow is just like it's just, it's like trying to to have the entire challenge in quicksand like sure i bet it's really fucking hard but it's not fun to watch i don't want to watch you just kind of like slunk down into the mud like it's not cool just a few inches either it's like feet of snow the snow is like up to their knees which is extremely hard to like trudge through to begin with like you said so just like running is extremely exhausting yeah so we'll we'll blame the snow and the lack of global warming like thanks obama for that you know like could have yeah. melted a little of the snow away 
a little lighter snowpack and would have made for a more more entertaining challenge. Uh, that that's a joke uh, for all my friends listening. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so, so we have no drama, and then TJ tells us that the winners, so the two winners of the first stage, Corey and Jenny, and the two winners of the elimination, Bananas and Casey, get to a warm place to sleep. They get to hang out in the lodge. Upon that news, Bailey, who has since downgraded her injury again from a tear to a pole, despite climbing a mountain, she quits, which, okay, good riddance. And that just leaves Fessy and Kyle as the only two non-winners. And they have to stay outside all night. And normally I think this would be a pretty unremarkable moment in a final, but there were some very funny moments that came out of just the two of them alone. And they're two very different personalities. So Cindy, what were some of your favorite parts of their six hours stuck together in the cold alone? Yeah, I think after watching the whole final, this might be arguably one of the more entertaining parts of the whole episode. Um, But I think the best part was the cut of Kyle for talking about two hours straight without Fessy saying a word. And it may have just been a good edit, but for Kyle to kick it off by starting by saying, how long would it take before we die out here without the fire? It's just the most epic way (laughs) to small talk with anybody. Um, And for Fessy to just be like, yeah, don't know. Um, But they also reminded me of my third graders on a day where we've had like indoor recess all week long. And they're like flailing all over these barrels, trying to get comfortable. Like, I don't know what to do with my body. (laughs) Like, it's just so uncomfortable. But they reminded me of children just like flailing around out here. And then finally for the producers to be like, okay, it's been six hours. You can go inside now. Like (laughs) they thought they're going to have to stay out here all night. And they're like, okay, we take a little pity on you. Go get two hours of sleep and then you can um, climb the rest of this mountain tomorrow. They just could not be two more different people. And it it was incredible. And I think it was Trevor or one of you said that if you were in that position, you went to the lodge, you would have raised absolute hell to wake everybody else up. I, I think that's an incredible strategy. And I'm shocked Kyle didn't do that because, you know, Lord knows he had, plenty, he had plenty to say during those six hours. Why not come in and share your stories with everybody else who's sleeping comfortably in the heat? But, you know, that got me thinking, I, you know, I'm not like Fessy. I would want somebody in that moment to make me laugh through the night. But I understand like Fessy and some other people, that's really not for everybody. So tonight for when I say go, because there's so few people remaining, technically there's only two people remaining. We're making the full cast available from the full season. So when I say go, I want you to tell me who you would least want to be stuck outside in sub-zero temperatures with for six hours. Justin, you go first. I'm so happy to go first on this. I'm going to call it back to one of the first eliminations. Jen, do you remember Jen? She was on the show. It was like four months ago. Barely. She is absolutely the pick here. So she is 100% a brick. She has... Nothing to say except for her nascent bikini line that she came on to promote. But she has no words. She doesn't have any idea what she likes, what other people would like. She seems like a robot. I don't – six hours with her, she would she would always bring it back to whatever uh, her bikini line wants to be, what she's hoping for her Instagram profile to be. And that would drive me – crazy it would take six minutes for me to be annoyed and i would have i would still have five hours and 54 minutes with this woman i couldn't imagine it 
Justin, that's incredible. I, I completely forgot she was on the show. I, I, I initially didn't know who you were talking about, and that's probably the right answer. So kudos. <laughs> yeah, what a throwback. I wonder if uh, Bananas is going to be an angel investor with all this money and help her launch, get the line off the ground. That, that certainly seems pretty ridiculous in light of some of the other things people, people were talking about, their, their reasons for being on the show. We, we should have known she wasn't uh, long for the final when, when she first announced that she was really there to launch the swimsuit collection. Trevor, you're a, you're a pretty friendly guy. I can't imagine uh, this list is very long, but who do you not want to hang out with outside? Yeah, so for me, uh, I, I'm just like you, Zach. I need someone like Kyle. It's going to relax me. It's going to make me feel energized. But there's sort of another end of the spectrum where someone who's chatty but kind of like maybe sort of sucks, uh, you know, takes a little bit out of you when they're talking. And I'm going to bring it back to the guy that was thrown in multiple times, Jay, because Jay absolutely could have made this final and would have done probably very well. So I don't know if he would have been outside with me, but Jay would have been talking about like, Hey man, have you ever tried like a kava bar or something? He would be trying to like, (laughs) I don't know, like pitch me on like fad diets or like, weird little like retreats he took to some like Mongolian desert and how it totally changed his perspective. And I'm like, I don't know, man, it doesn't seem like you really found yourself. That's why you're on the challenge at 32, but like, it would have just driven me nuts. <laughs> oh my God. That's another, that's another really good answer. You guys are, are really going deep in the bag for these names. Cindy, uh, who are you not hanging out with outside in the freezing cold? So I was thinking along the same lines of Trevor. I definitely need someone to like be chatty and take my mind off of it, off of everything. Um, however, there is the opposite spectrum of that where they are chatty, but about things I could care less about. So um, I feel a little bit bad for saying this, but my pick is Corey because we've spent the whole season listening about how he wants to win this final, needs to win this final for his daughter. And I could not listen to this for six hours straight because there's absolutely nothing else he would have talked about except winning this final for his daughter. I would have seen the same pictures of Ryder. I would have heard about his pregnant girlfriend, Taylor. And like I said, I'm a total ass for saying this, but sorry, Corey. Six hours straight of that would have put me over the edge. I would have jumped off the mountain. Did you know he's a father? I did not. Cindy, do you hate children? Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and Pat, uh, you're, you're last here, and I know it's not Jen because you don't know who she is. That's correct. Also, America, a.k.a. our 40 listeners, just heard Cindy say the meanest thing she's ever said in her entire <laughs> life. So that's a, that's a banner moment. I want uh, on the record that it's gone downhill this entire season. I started as a very nice, caring person. It's our fault. It's our fault. <laughs> it's only gone downhill. I, I can only imagine talking to us this long, this often has uh, caused you to get meaner. So uh, for me, uh, also like all of you, which is why we're friends, uh, need someone nice talking to me, probably some jokes wouldn't hurt. Uh, someone that's not any of those things is Jordan. Uh, he's going to be real mad. He's going to be real pissed. And he's probably going to kick my shit in at hour five for no apparent reason. Uh, so yeah, not not a fan of him. And if I had to pick one, bonus CT, very warm, bear hug would be great. CT is the answer for sure. 
Definitely. He has, he has the most mass. He wouldn't complain. He'd tell funny stories. He'd figure out a way to like create some sort of alcoholic concoction using like snow and like burnt embers. Like he would figure out a way to ferment those and you guys have like fire beer or something, but yeah, water is a good point. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's just called water. Water, Trevor. Yeah. yeah. All right. This fucking beer scientist over here. So normally, I would have. I would expect. I shouldn't say normally because this is our first season. But I would have expected at this point for the second half of the final when we're deciding who's going to win the prize money that this would be a long, exciting segment with lots of drama. It is not. So basically from there, it's a race to the top the next morning. They have one math challenge along the way, which wasn't as dramatic as we wanted it to be. It basically knocked out Corey, who had a really tough time doing it, and Casey, who was the only person to time out. But besides that, the final really just ended. So Jenny gets first overall among everybody, men and women. So shout out to her. She is an incredible specimen and really made up for her loss to Tori last year. I think we can all agree with that. So she wins for the women. And then Bananas. Who else? 20th season, $500,000 more in his pocket. An absolute legend. But it just felt as disappointing as that summary I just gave you. There's not a lot of meat to hang on to. So Justin, overall, what do you make of TJ's final? Was it what it was hyped up hyped up to be in your mind it no no not in my mind i will say that it's probably pretty close to the most brutal final ever because they're literally on a mountain they had to scale a mountain like for an entire day which is so hard but it's not like an enjoyable brutal final it's not like they they had to do a whole lot of things that uh would have been really hard they had to do one thing that was super hard but not fun to watch so I think that it was probably really hard, but it's not like as visually appealing as I would have liked. Can can I can I play unscripted devil's advocate here? Do it. Do you? Thank you. Uh, I was just gonna do it anyway. Uh, so, Justin, do you think it was harder than last season, where they couldn't sleep and they had snakes around the one bed? And I mean, this was up a mountain, but that was probably almost the same amount of running. Well, this the distance in, in on a mountain. The equivalent equivalent distance on a mountain versus on a beach is not even comparable. So they ran. Obviously, they were carrying something the the whole time, and then they did a few puzzles. They ate some crappy things, and then they could barely sleep, which sucks, obviously. But then the end is like they did a puzzle, and then they swam. I don't know, but a hundred yards or something before the end of it. So it's not like it was a huge amount of, I, I don't, I think the mountain was harder. I think that the variety in the actually watching them doing it was much better last season. Yeah. I think, I think last season to your point required people to be a lot more well-rounded. And one of many things that bothered me about the final we just watched was that it seemed mostly like a conditioning competition. So who has the best cardio and who can handle the conditions the best. And I think the two people with both of those things won. I think the, the right people won, but it didn't really challenge them in many ways. I'm also going to go out on a limb here, maybe not, and say that I'm kind of happy there wasn't projectile vomit in this final. I never know why we have to watch like 20 people 
hunched over vomiting after they eat like snakes and eggs and stuff. But yeah. Anyway, uh, I I agree with I agree with you guys. I think Pat, it's more visually appealing last year, maybe in terms of like raw difficulty this year. But I was just disappointed. Trevor, end my disappointment. What is one thing you would have done differently to make this final better? Yeah. So um, I actually talked to TJ and Frank about this, but we couldn't get it to work out. We were planning on moving it to downtown Prague on a dewy morning on the worn cobblestone streets and just having a real zigzagged course with lots of right angles, slipping, falling, crashing into old buildings. Uh, we couldn't get the city permits. So the Alps was actually a backup choice. Um, it was essentially the same challenge. It was just, you know, 9,000 feet closer to sea level, no snow, no cabins skiing but essentially the same thing but that would have been you know replace snow with cobblestones that just would have been it i mean you've sold me cindy is there anything else that, that you would have done to to make this more enjoyable for all of us i think justin really hit on most of the big points and i think the thing was too that these aren't activities that you could really train for like these people aren't just going to go out and start scaling mountains in negative 20 degree weather um climbing across these cables that are like suspended so I think it was just hard because like no one knew what to expect and it was hard for everyone involved. I agreed. So Pat, I got to come to you with this final question. Bananas wins. Bananas win cements you as the fantasy league champion in the inaugural we have the numbers fantasy league. And it also cements bananas among all time challenge greats and potentially all-time sports greats. So where does he rank in your mind among those groups? And will anybody ever surpass his greatness on this show? Um, I mean, he's he's gotta be the GOAT now. It, just the longevity, it, the quality of competition, he's a threat in everything, uh, the amount of wins. Honestly, between him and CT is a little bit of a toss up. But I, I think you have to give it to Bananas at this point. That being said, I don't know how long CT can keep going. He got that W to, two years ago. or Well, two seasons ago, I guess. Um, but I, Bananas looks super dangerous, and, and I think he's going to keep coming back. I think he's going to outpace CT in the amount of challenges he does. I think he's the GOAT. So, so hold on. So Bananas has seven. Yeah. He has three. Correct. But CT's right? CT's aggress he's aggressively better at doing things than bananas. Like him he, and his, his prime is absurd. His season efficiency is just off the charts. I I actually look back too, and again, I don't mean to go all like Udi's basketball was more intense, but there were some like brawlers back in CT's prime. Like I thought the seasons were a lot rougher. It required a lot more like, you know, brawn, some uh, willingness, like literally fight in the house to to make it far to knock out your enemies. So I think CT may have played with tougher competition, but. Uh, and rest in peace with this reference. He's kind of like Kobe post Achilles tear at this point. Like he's kind of chased, chasing Jordan. Uh, he's in the same era as some of these other guys, but you just know he's probably not going to get it. And unlike Kobe, he's also put on about 200 extra pounds since his prime. So he's the one that carried Wes on his back, right? 
Am I making that bananas? Up? No, bananas backpack. Bananas. Oh, bananas backpack. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, he, he backpacked bananas. So some I some incredible child. dad dad bod CT is a better challenge uh contender than actual like prime CT was because prime CT was way too hot. Absolutely way too hot. But if if he had the same temperament that he has now, he would have absolutely been the goat. But bananas being able to skate this entire time politically. He's just not he, – it's not comparable. Nobody else has been able to do what he has done. He, he's just a chameleon. He blends into every house he's in. He finds a way to take control. His political game is somehow still very on point, and he's kept himself in good enough shape to still come out on top. So you guys know I already mentioned it. We don't really need to look at the scores. Pat's going to win our fantasy league this year. He somehow allowed – we somehow allowed, excuse me, Bananas to fall to fourth into Pat's team. It was kind of a runaway train. I had a brief moment in time where I thought I had a chance and I really did not have a chance. So as all of you remember who were with us during whatever episode that was, Pat and I made a bet. And our bet was whoever finished ahead of the other person in the fantasy league would get a better shirt. So Pat, I'm going to get you your banana shirt of your choice. Please don't pick the $80 one. Before I go past this, I have a surprise. And my surprise is rooted in how much fun I've had this year. This has been incredible. I think we can all say that we didn't expect to be this creative and excited and passionate in regards to the challenge. And it was honestly, I told you this in text before, but it was really my honor to be able to host you guys. I'm so glad you let me talk at you for so many minutes once a week. So because of that, I'm actually to get every single one of you a banana shirt as a token of my appreciation. Wow. You definitely will not get the $80 shirt because you didn't win, but we'll, we'll settle on, we'll settle on something that's, that's a little more uh, in, in my unemployed wheelhouse. Yeah. Something like that. Trying to cheapen my victory, but that's fine. That's the point. That's exactly the point. That is exactly <laughs> the point. I am a good guy. Your victory is cheapened. <laughs> Perfect. Glad you can read Zero boosting. Zero. <laughs> exactly. Feels great. Anyway, thank you guys for, for a great regular season. This was a lot of fun. You are my stars every single week, but tonight we still have to do our stars of the episode. So as always, I want you to pick one or two or three things that really stood out to you from tonight. And Pat, you asshole, you champion, you get to start. Wow. Thank you. Uh, so my first start, actually three, uh, and they're all pretty straightforward, actually. My first start of the episode is me. Uh, I won fantasy. Sucks to suck. Sucks to suck. Uh, my, my second star, uh, oh, actually, this should be my first start. Jenny beat everyone. What a badass. That girl... Just ultimate respect to her. Absolute monster. I think she's just getting started. She's going to be a staple, and she is headed towards GOAT status, if, if I can call my shot right now. She is Patrick Mahomes, just, just getting started. And then my other star is Bananas. I mean, just the, the GOAT. The guy's a thrill to watch on TV. He, he kind of carried the season at times. Just incredible. And uh, yes, Zach, I, I would love that $80 t-shirt. He, he released a challenge goat t-shirt. It's dry fit. 
It's got bananas on the back. It's got the seven rings on the side. I want that thing. I want it. <laughs> so, so just to re, just to recap this, your three stars of the episode are the two people who won the final and yourself and me. Also <laughs> so great. Winners only, okay. Zach. Winners only. Okay, maybe we can get you on a lifting plan so you can fill out that bananas dry fit team. Buy me the medium slim fit. Sorry, go ahead, Sydney. Sydney, who are your stars? I'm going to give a shout out to all my fellow math tutors out there um, for winning Jenny this final. And if any of my third graders, I hope there are none of you listening to this, but this is the exact reason I tell you to practice your flashcards every day because one day you might be scaling a mountain and that wins you half a million dollars. But Good job, Jenny. I'm so glad you worked on your math in the off season because there's nothing else, obviously, you needed to train for. So good job. The other thing is high quality snow gear. And as we mentioned before, I have spent the entire, my entire life in the Midwest winters. And there are very few things that are worse than freezing cold, wet feet. So a good pair of snow boots will really get you a long way. I also want to say that these are the conditions for where you need a Canada goose jacket. Not Michigan winter, not Chicago winter. Scaling a mountain in the middle of nowhere with negative 20 degrees is a Canada goose jacket environment. I have two things there. The first is I really hope none of your third graders have listened to one second of We Have the Numbers. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> because we need, to, we need to have a parent-teacher conference very quickly, which I honestly would love to attend. It would probably be our most listened-to podcast of all time if we got to record <laughs> that. Uh, and the second thing is I'm glad you, you found a time to shit on Canada Goose because there is never an inappropriate time to do that. So I completely agree. <laughs> Tre- Trevor, who are your stars of the final? So I have two stars. One is pretty straightforward. And the first one is skis, uh, the great equalizer. It was fun to watch these contestants on the challenge look wildly uncoordinated. It's something that I find a little bit simpler than them. The number two is Casey's packing skills. So I'm a noted psychopath when it comes to packing and unpacking. If I'm home at four in the morning, I immediately unpack. I don't care if my bladder is bursting and I need to, you know, I've been holding a piss in for four hours. Everything that is dirty goes straight in the washer. Everything that is not is immediately hung up. Whatever. I am a nutbag. And watching her meticulously roll things up at that early morning wake-up call and put them in her suitcase, I was like, Casey, you are the true MVP. So skis and Casey's packing ability. Man, I did not know that about you. I feel like, oh, maybe we've talked about it at, at some point in time, but it's disturbing. we could never live together. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're not in a domestic partnership, yeah. Trevor, because I am quite literally the exact opposite. <laughs> and I've had suitcases stay unpacked in my house for a week, oh, at least. No, no, no. Like, no. And I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that. Mm-mm. So yeah, um, I'm, I'm glad you're not with me post-vacation. Justin, who are your special stars? I want to give a last shout out to the music squad on the challenge. They were incredible this season. They started with Chubbawamba. They went to Eat Elide Cherry. They threw in Alice in Change. This entire episode was so good. All the music selections were absolutely incredible. I know that Zach has all of them on a particular playlist just for him that he listens to and has been trying to get Trevor to listen to for the entire year. Wait, everyone needs to know that Trevor has never heard Save Tonight. Save no, no, no. Tonight. Until Zach introduced it to him less than a year yeah. ago. Oh, less than six months ago. Yeah, 100%. Fortunately, 
Yeah, that's that that that's criminal. Just one for you tonight, Justin. Oh no no no, sir. <laughs> I also wanted to give another shout out to TJ. He is my favorite character on the challenge all the time, and he shows up. These dudes have been. <laughs> these uh people sorry have been trying have been coating or toting wood back and forth for hours and they finally scale this mountain tj pulls up on his atv is like sup dudes <laughs> Please go wait over you guys here. gotta scale another mountain over there see you bang <laughs> <laughs> my favorite he just he just lives for this shit he lives for pain and I, I know you guys weren't aware of his history, but he gets to do that because this guy almost died from an extreme sports accident. So mm-hmm. he gets a pass and you know what? If you like almost permanently ruin your brain or die from riding a bicycle, you're allowed to skirt up on your ATV and make fun of other people who are in a game show. That's just like a, <laughs> just a, a, a law of life. So Cindy took my exact two stars, which is very funny. So I've been trying to do this on the fly. I'm going to go uh and a piggyback off of her which i know we all love when people say that with the clothes i'm going to say one of my stars is layers so like having really good clothes it's very important to dress in layers and i got the impression that bessie had never been in layers in his life because he was so angry when he saw jenny walk across the window in just her sports bra and he didn't say like it's not fair that i don't get a bed it's not fair that i don't get get some warmth it's not fair that I don't get some rest. Fessy said, it's not fair that I am trapped in all of these layers. So my my guy did not like being wrapped up like the Michelin man for whatever reason. And my second star, I'm also going out with a, a group that has been really on point all year long. And that is the Czech medic squad. We've seen them pop up every now and then. We had Nelson's hypothermia earlier in the year. We had Big T slice her foot open on something on the chair when she was coming down from the bunk really drunk. And today, what I love best about the medics was that Bailey had her injury and they're just like, do you want to go to the hospital? Like, what what do you want me to do? You want me to cut these pants open and take you to the hospital with whatever mystery injury you have? It's really up to you. And that's great medical care because Bailey, you know what? You probably weren't that hurt and the Czech medics did what they had to do. So that's another crew that is right there with me with the music production squad and also with the de-erasure editors Really, really great job by everybody. Kudos to you. Can I can I also give a shout out to another one, to Bananas? So they close the episode with him. He's nostalgic. He's emotional. He's closing out the season. And that was the first time because it was it felt so rushed. The whole episode felt rushed with the editing that I felt a little bit of closure because Bananas put us in perspective yet again. He was the narrator and the main character in the story. And I just was in awe of his ability to convey the weight of the moment for him. It's, it, it's great. It, and there's really nothing else to say. He is the best challenger of all time. And we just want to give one more congrats to Jenny, who, let it not be forgotten, she was the first person up the mountain. Absolute beast. A congratulations to Bananas. And in our very, very small world, a congratulations to Pat, a very well-deserved, Fantasy League Championship, I, I have to tip my cap to Pat. He wins fantasy leagues across many sports, and he has now transcended into reality television. So a wonderful debut season for you, Patrick. We're happy for you. And you have a very nice banana shirt coming your way. 
So that's it for us for the regular season. But as I mentioned before, we are so excited to come back to you with the We Have the Numbers award show and our season finale at some point next week. So make sure to tune in then. Subscribe if you haven't yet so you'll be notified when that episode drops. Give us five stars. And lastly, follow us on Instagram at We Have the Numbers Pod. This has been an absolute meme factory of a week for us. And we're keeping the momentum going. So you have to follow us and check out what we're putting out. And with that, thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week.